Welcome to the One Signal Podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to retain and grow your audience. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. We've got a great guest today for you, Julia Poppy, a product marketing manager here at One Signal. She's here to discuss the top 10 product releases of 2022 for One Signal and how this leads and helps supporting uh, a company's most pressing needs to build best in breed, customer engagement, and uh, growth practice. So I'm excited to have you. Appreciate you joining us today, Julia. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know it's the week of holiday, a lot going on. We are both away from our typical homes. Hopefully you're staying warm. I know it's that time of year. Anything fun happening over the holidays for you? Just lots of good family time, maybe some puzzles, you know, enjoying enjoying some time together. How about you? I think my family would love puzzles. But <laughs> yeah, just same thing. Just lots of good family time and you know, relaxing to to celebrate 2022 and usher in hopefully a great 2023. So we wish all of the listeners the same. Okay, let's jump in here. So you wrote a blog post highlighting top 10 product releases of one signal. And I would love to walk through those. And and if you don't mind, why don't we start with a high level of what those are? And then we can kind of go deeper on a few of the areas that are most interesting. And I'll post in the show notes a link to the blog post too. So anyone who's listening wants to wants to go deeper on that, if they can. So I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, definitely. It's been a big year for the team. A lot has happened in just a year. So yeah, covering a lot of areas, but I kind of think about some of the major improvements we've made in a few buckets. So there are tools we've added so our users can do more in less time. So meaning that we've built things that will save folks time and resources. So we built, you know, one signal's new email provider, which makes it easy to add email to your messaging mix user profile page for an overview of your user and also kind of sets the stage for more upcoming user-centric data changes next year. And HTML editors, which make it easy and fast to build totally custom email and in-app experiences from the dashboard. And then there are tools that you need to do better. So intuitive tools that make it easier for users to leverage best-in-breed practices to drive results. So this is email A-B testing to get data-driven insights, omni-channel journeys to target, orchestrate, and automate your entire customer messaging strategy if you want in an intuitive visual builder. And then there's live activities, which kind of warrants a category of its own just because it is brand new to the market. It's a new feature from Apple that enables users to pin apps to their lock screen for up to eight hours. So We've been among the first to release support for this brand new functionality. So apps can, you know, enable their users to follow real-time updates for delivery, sports game, news topics, et cetera. So the tempo at which the team works is pretty incredible. This is only a handful of things in addition to a bunch of UX and platform improvements. But as you said, you can visit the blog to learn more about the whole array of things we've done this year. Yeah, no, it's a good basic summary. I have been here for four plus years. It's been cool to see the transformation from really well-adopted and scaled mobile messaging solution to one that is truly omni-channel and, and the journey component is, is a key part of that, which is what I want to dig into. So been really impressive. You're on the product development side. You know, I am really excited about orchestration. You know, we hear from customers who want to have that consistent conversation with a customer across channel, a truly omni-channel 
And we've seen the results. A bunch of studies out there with the big analyst firms have done research. And we see kind of north of 200%. We usually quote 220, 220% LTV on users when you tie kind of couple channels together. So can you talk a little bit more about Journey specifically, why that's important? Yeah, definitely. Omnichannel is really where customer engagement is headed. It's where, you know, the best brands already are. It's the strategy they use to power successful engagement programs um, and to help our customers leverage this best practice. Earlier this year, we launched Journeys for Push. And then by the middle of the year, had added support for email, SMS, and in-app. So our users can target, orchestrate, personalize, and automate their customer engagement strategy across all of these channels. And as you said, the proof is really in the pudding. I mean, omni-channel journeys pretty much improve results across the board, everything from short-term engagement improvements to driving more conversions to improve long-term retention. And I like to kind of think of how the team built this in a kind of signature one-signal style, meaning highly, highly approachable to anyone, but super customizable to achieve really complex use cases. So it's been pretty amazing to see the velocity, you know, in under a year, full omnichannel support in addition to powerful messaging logic and advanced settings. But it's really an accessible tool that anyone in any stage of their customer engagement kind of journey can start their journey with journeys um, as well. Yeah, I don't have the exact data in front of me, but I think when we launched this, we had hundreds of people adopt it. And now it's in the thousands of unique companies kind of using it. You know, of course, a million companies use the product roughly today, and we have thousands and thousands of customers. But do we know that what's the unique penetration so far on journeys to date? Yeah, it's been interesting. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but there's definitely been super high adoption across a variety of apps. And I think what's particularly exciting, at least from a product perspective, is many of these apps have multiple journeys live. So people aren't just using it in a one-off capacity, but in a really kind of broad kind of transformational way of changing how they're approaching customer engagement by using journeys and moving away from a more kind of one-off approach. That's a really important point, by the way. I want to stress that, like, or double-click, as people like to say. As somebody who's been in around marketing for 20-plus years now, I think one of the biggest transformations people need to be making is going away from campaign-based logic of, like, I'm going to send my once-a-month new user campaign, I'm going to send this promo, or I'm going to send to an automated campaign. Like we've had these marketing automation tools now for several years, but so few people are actually creating these automated journeys when a user enters when they come to your website, right? So I think every business should be doing an onboarding journey. So every user receives an education on how to receive impact, how to find value and impact from the product. They should have one around that as inflection points in the experience. And then ultimately, the chef went on like, how do I drive this person to the value that I want them to see from this product and ultimately pay me for, right? So for e-commerce, it might be driving them to the cart and buying a product or a subscription product might be getting them to that point where they they buy. But I, I agree with you. It's been cool to see. I think businesses are realizing there's these like two or three mandatory journeys you should have on an ongoing basis that are automated. So and I didn't mean to go on a tangent. We didn't talk about that pre-show, but you... <laughs> You jogged my memory about that. So let's talk about live activities. We were pretty early to this, both in terms of evangelizing its importance, supporting it. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on the importance of live activities. Definitely. I mean, frankly, it's been really exciting to be kind of at the bleeding edge of live activities. As I mentioned earlier, this is something that is brand new. 
But what's been particularly exciting for me in the past few weeks is really just seeing that end users want live activities for their iOS apps. They have been asking apps you can see on Twitter, you can search for it and other platforms. They're asking when is, you know, so-and-so app going to add live activities. That's really what I want. And I think this demand reflects kind of what the team was betting on and recognized as well really early, which is that live activities fundamentally improve the user experience with a delivery activity order flight, you know, the list goes on because you can have a new dynamic personalized view of this transaction or experience from the lock screen rather than a series of individual notifications. So now it's really up to iOS apps to leverage this demand towards their unique business goals. You know, we've seen folks use them as a premium feature to drive free-to-pay conversions or to offer live activities for free, but as a way to actually prolong and extend engagement with an app over time. But I think what's been particularly exciting for me kind of taking a step back is that with this new feature, Apple has actually given apps the ability to surface their apps, live info, on some of the most valuable real estate out there, the iPhone lock screen. And so this feature really aligns with this broader trend of, you know, customers want a dashboard or a for you page. They want one place they can go to see the things that they care about in a curated way. And this is kind of what live activities enable for consumers and for mobile apps. So you can add your favorite apps to your kind of personal dashboard, aka the lock screen, so you can follow the things you care about at a glance. But what's extra cool about live activities is how they're ephemeral and under the end user's control, meaning that they can curate their lock screen to be a dynamic for you page of cross app content. So I think it's super powerful. There are so many use cases already, and I think there's probably more to come. But yeah, it's been really exciting to see all the building and development that's happened already. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm excited for it. I'll be, I'm curious to see all the wide ranging ones. We, we work with some obvious examples, food delivery services, just general on demand, and then sports leagues, media companies. Those are the examples that Apple are promoting. But I think there's going to be a lot of use cases that maybe Apple hadn't even thought about. So that's cool. And then lastly, let's touch on email because that's a big theme for us. And we, we've had our own email product for almost four years. But it was dependent on you having a relationship with SendGrid or Mandrill or Mailgun and bringing those keys, and then you could orchestrate and you know send messages, compose messages using the one signal solutions. Here. We talked about adding email to journeys, so now you can orchestrate cross-channel journeys. Uh, but we've done so much more. We we released our own version, which allows you a free operate up to five thousand emails a month. You mentioned the full HTML editor, A/B testing, bunch more analytics. Uh, I'm curious. Explain your thoughts on how much the product has improved. And then specifically, what are the kind of the near-term improvements to make email useful and achieve our vision of being a great solution for transactional and marketing use cases? Yeah, it's been pretty incredible. I mean, across the board, but particularly with email, how much has been done in the past year, adding our own native email provider to sit alongside our email integrations, fully customize HTML editor, adding it to journeys, the list goes on. It's a lot. And not to mention all the other improvements, enhancements along the way. but. Kind of how I like to think about it, I think one of our engineers, Joe Lorendi, who wrote a blog post about building OneSignal's new email provider, said it best, OneSignal is building the email tool that every business needs. And I think for me, what's really exciting and a key term in that phrase is building. The work isn't done. We 
continue to ship and release at an impressive velocity. And so thinking to kind of the year ahead, I think a big theme will be giving our customers more control over their email program holistically across transactional and email marketing. You know, in the past, I've managed both transactional and marketing email, and very often these are separated in different tools, highly siloed. And different tools means double the work to maintain the basics and limited sharing of data, et cetera. So I'm really excited for the improvements coming down the pipeline that will enable people to consolidate, to move towards being able to manage both of these programs from one place, not only because it will save time and resources, but also because consolidating data means that you can surface new insights that can help you drive better results. That's great. Well, I really appreciate your time going over all this stuff. I know it's been a, a long year and time for a little bit of rest and relaxation as we head into the, the new year. So uh, thank you very much, Julie, for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you again. Thank you so much for having me. As always, it was, it was a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you all for listening to the Once Ago podcast. You can find us at all your favorite directories. Please continue to listen. If you enjoy the podcast, we really appreciate a positive review. Um, if you're looking for great customer engagement software, again, used by over a million companies across the globe, please go to onceago.com and try it today for free. In the meantime, have a great day. Happy New Year. We wish you all the best. Take care. Bye-bye.